0: You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 91. Welcome back, my friends. Hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. Thank you so very much for the wonderful feedback about last week's episode, which was the first part of our Daniel and the Lions Den Bible Study series. If you haven't checked it out yet, you are going to want to later. We talk leadership, betrayal, politics, So much good stuff. So go listen after this episode, okay? I appreciate every Instagram story shout out you guys tag me in. It really means so much and it just gets me excited to come back and do more. Before we get into this week's interview, I wanted to ask you a question. Can you buy me a coffee? All right, well, not a real coffee, but I'm breaking away from Patreon and I'm teaming up with a brand new supporter site called Buy Me a Coffee. It is incredible and it's awesome. You are going to absolutely love it. I've had a few of you guys reach out to me over these last couple of years trying to support the podcast in some way. So if you've been wanting to do that, go to buymeacoffee.com/helloawesome. You'll be able to become a supporter for Hello Awesome and help me keep this ministry going. You can freely buy me a coffee, which is code for giving a donation for as little as $3. That's right, this is super huge when it comes to all the fees and the services that come with running Hello Awesome. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that I don't wanna bother you guys about, but it does take some funds. So no matter your donation amount, you will get a free gift as a thank you just for giving. You can also join my membership program called Hello Circle, which brings you into my inner circle of exclusive content just for members. We're talking about a mini podcast series Early listening to episodes, access to all the ebooks and audiobooks from the books that I have written, including other digital devotions, and just so much more. So if you've been blessed by Hello Awesome in any way, shape, or form, please consider giving to the ministry at buymeacoffee.com forward slash HelloAwesome. Donate and or join Hello Circle, and you can instantly get access to extra Hello Awesome content. And if you want to be a Christian writer and are an inspiring author, check out the extras where you can grab an hour coaching call with me to brainstorm your book idea and get you on the right track toward your own literary success. Alright guys, now it's time to get serious. My guest today is Leslie Fitzpatrick, a worship leader and youth teacher based out of Illinois. In this episode, Leslie and I discuss what exactly is a Jezebel spirit why we should be aware of it, and the details surrounding one of the most infamous women of the Bible. Guys, this is super good. And I'm not just saying that because it's my podcast. I suggest that you get out a notebook and a pen. You're going to need to take notes. All right, so here we go. A brand new episode of the Hello Awesome podcast, episode 91 that I am calling Spiritual Battles with Leslie Fitzpatrick. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. The Hello Awesome podcast is sponsored by some good friends who want to give you a special treat just for showing up. If you're looking for super cute, modest clothing that is both classy and fun, Nuggles has you covered. Use code helloawesome 10 for 10% off at www.nuggles.us. That's www.nuggles.us. Us and stock up on essential yet affordable apparel right now. If this windy weather is leaving your skin crying out for help like mine, Oneness Essentials has what you need to be nourished again. Their handmade lotions and soap bars are seriously heavenly and smell amazing. Use code Hello Awesome at OnenessSoapBiz.com for fifteen percent off your next order of bath and body products today. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z dot com. Are you in love with a good scrunchie? If you know me, then you know my answer is, duh. And my favorite ones are from So Vita. These are high quality, handcrafted scrunchies straight out of indie. Seriously, they're perfect for long hair. Use code PODCAST for 10% off to pick up a handful of scrunchies like the popular Crushed Velvet or Satin Bow at SoVita.com. That's S E W V I D A.com. Go grab a bunch to add to your collection or give away as the perfect gift. I want to give a big shout out to those of you who are working in the medical field, especially our nurses and technicians. Bravo to you guys. Y'all are the real MVPs. If you need comfortable scrub skirts so that you can serve others while sticking to your modest lifestyle, Sea Saucy is the place for you. Use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order right now when you check out at seesaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y.com. Go invest in a comfortable scrub skirt right now with Sea Saucy so that you can just focus on your patience, And continue on being a light. Okay, who says athletic wear is boring? Not with Snaga Athletics. With so many fun colors and designs to choose from, you no longer have to struggle to stay modest when you are ready to be active. Use code JC10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 and get free shipping on orders of $120 or more. This code doesn't apply to the Courtney T. Oliver collection. And it's valid through April 30th at midnight. That code is JACY10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 right now at snagaathletics.com. That's S-N-O-G-A-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I am so very excited to be back with you today. I know I say that a lot and it's because it's true, especially when I have amazing guests. And today I am so pleased to have Leslie Fitzpatrick with me. We met on Instagram, of course, and she was sharing some uh, just really insightful things that I really think we need to discuss today and that are just so, so important for us to remember and to be educated by. So, Leslie, thank you for being on the podcast. Can you please take a minute to share with us who you are and what you do?
1: Absolutely. Uh, First, JC, let me start by saying thank you so much for um, allowing me this opportunity to be a part of your Hello Awesome podcast. Um, I do consider it a, a high honor. i I really love the passion and burden you have for this ministry. And so I know there's been many times uh, that I've had some, some bad days and uh, you posted something or said something on your podcast that really ministered to me in that moment. So I did want to say thank you for this privilege uh, to be on here. I really do appreciate it. Um, so as JC mentioned, my name is Leslie Fitzpatrick and I am just a Southern girl from a small town in Southern Illinois called West Frankfort. And uh, we live about 45 minutes North of the Kentucky state line, but I usually like to uh, tell people I'm just an hour or so Southeast of St. Louis, because most people know where that's at. <laughs> so, um, but I've been born and raised in a ministry home, a pastor's home. And I have a younger sister and brother-in-law, niece and nephew, both pastors as well. And, um, I attend a uh, church in Royalton, Illinois under uh, brother Donald mass and serve as the worship leader there and work in ladies ministry, uh, do the media department. I do all of our social media, teach our youth class. Um, I also serve as the social media director for a passion approach, which was founded by sister Carla Burton and she pastors with her husband in Nashville and, um, On November 9th, I recently went before Illinois District Board and was approved to receive my local minister's license with the United Pentecostal Church, so I'm really excited about that. And outside of church, I worked for about uh, 15 years or so uh, with a company that was contracted with the federal government for Medicare and did that until about 2015. And um, unfortunately, they downsized and my position was eliminated, so Just about two months prior to losing that job, I had actually started a cleaning business um, to make some extra money. I wanted to pay some debt off. And and, uh, so after I lost my job, I decided to work the cleaning business full time and and was working on a business degree. And God just began to bless it. And within three months, I was hiring help full time because I couldn't keep up with all the work. And over the last couple of years, expanded the business to the St. Louis area. And again, God began to open doors that I just never thought was possible. So um, God's been really good to me. And just even in 2020, I've got more blessings uh, than I can, than I can even count. So I'm really thankful for all that God's done. So.
0: Wow. He really is just so good. I'm just, um, I'm blown away just by just a couple pieces of your story, um, you know, that you just kind of, you know, found something. Um, obviously, you worked hard for it, but you found something to replace, you know, your income and basically be your own girl boss. That's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I don't think I would ever be able to go back to a desk job. I, I really, mm-hmm. really love what I do. I mean, like any job, there's good days and bad days. Um, and I tell people a lot um, that we always say that we have faith. So it's one thing to say we have it, it's something totally different to practice it. And uh, mm-hmm. being self employed has taught me a lot about faith over the last five years, a lot about faith. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. God just he, you know, his plans are perfect, and he knew exactly what was going to happen. And, um, you know, when I lost my job, I got a severance package, and so I was able to build the business and not have to really stress about finances um, the wow. first year or so. So that was another blessing. You know, I, I can honestly say, I mean, it was a struggle, but, um, you know, I was, you know, some people they start businesses and they just don't have a lot or, you know, they're struggling in the beginning, but the Lord was good Mm -hmm. to me and allowed me some cushion while I built the business. So yeah, it's been great.
0: I love hearing that that's so encouraging and hopefully that's a blessing to somebody else. And Hey, maybe that's confirmation for somebody out there right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, absolutely. I just gave the business to the Lord. If I could recommend anything, I just mm-hmm. told the Lord it's your business, you do with it what you want and I'll work this as long as you allow me to and he's given me 5 years of steady employment even through a pandemic. So, Wow. It's, yes, it's definitely been a blessing.
0: I recommend that as well. That's one of the things that I've been in constant contact with you know my pastor and of course my husband about hello awesome and it's been a prayer uh constantly just lord if this isn't your will then don't bless it don't let it be fruitful don't let it be anything just let it die and it hasn't so i i agree you give it to the lord and you do what you can with what you have and he will do the rest
1: absolutely i can testify to that
0: so a while back on instagram um I shared some insight on Jezebel and I had just finished a ladies Bible study. Um, We've been doing them over zoom here uh, in Connecticut. We still haven't been meeting because our church is very small and uh, we have a lot of elderly, so it just doesn't seem right uh, to open up. And so we've been doing our, our ladies meeting every month. And uh, my pastor's wife has been choosing one woman in the Bible and uh, she's been doing it now for a few years. And it's been so incredible. You just learned so much about women uh, that you haven't really thought about before, especially from the Bible. And uh, she just did a lesson about Jezebel. And it really struck me. Um, And so I had shared some insight on Instagram. And uh, you and I started messaging back and forth about it, because you actually taught a lesson on her around the same time that
1: I posted about it. I did. Yeah, Probably just the week before, I believe, which is what caught my attention when you mentioned that, because, uh, you know, not a lot of people are talking about her. So when you had posted yeah. that, I thought, man, this is awesome that, you know, so soon I, I had just taught it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's such a God thing. I mean, <laughs> when that happens, you're like, OK, Lord, there's something here. And <laughs> yes, uh, I think we all obviously have heard her name. Jezebel is very popular. Even secular people have heard her name. Um, I was not brought up in church. I actually uh, came to the Lord around the age of 22. Uh, So I definitely um, had some experiences and things like that. Uh, But I knew of her name and I knew it wasn't a good name even then. And so, um, you know, I really wanted to just have us talk about it today. And I I think it would just be a really good conversation, especially now with everything going on. And I really wanted to know, how did you find yourself studying about Jezebel?
1: Well, I guess it was probably the month before I taught it. So it would have been sometime around the 1st of November, maybe. Uh, I had posted, I believe it was 1st of November. I had posted a a comment on social media or a statement on social media that Jezebel has been dead thousands of years. And but for some reason we keep resurrecting her spirit per se um, Mm. by allowing that spirit within us. And so I was making the comment that we need to expose that spirit and put her back in the grave where she belongs. We don't need to continue to resurrect her over and over (coughs) and over again. And so making that statement on Facebook, I, Uh, People interpret things and read things differently, but I received a message on Facebook from a prodigal who has been backslid for years, and she asked me if I could meet her for lunch one day. And so we scheduled that meeting, and it was during that conversation that for an hour she began to explain to me over and over again, why she would not go back to church. Mm -hmm. And I just let her talk. I figured she probably needed to get some things off her chest. And so I just let her speak and probably in the course of an hour of her speaking, I think she mentioned Jezebel at least a dozen times and the Jezebel spirit. And so after listening to her and uh, when we left lunch that day, I asked if I could pray for her and we prayed. And I went home and I just wept because I realized that there are some things that tend to hinder people from coming back to church, whether it's something that happened intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, people will find excuses and one of them for her was just this spirit of Jezebel that she felt was just among some of the body of Christ. And so I really wanted to understand her a little more. And so I just began to study about Jezebel and just learn some things that as someone who has grown up in church, my whole life, um, I just began to learn some things about her that I just wasn't real familiar with. But once I started to read and study the word, um, you know, the Lord just began to open my mind to the uh, story of Jezebel and the spirit that was behind it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is really a sad thing when you, when you see someone just have such church hurt because you want to help them, but a lot of it's just too deep. And so I, I really do, you know, have compassion for those who have had church hurts. And, and I know there are a lot of people who will come up with different excuses for different things. And it's the reason why we need to follow Jesus and not people. Um, right. But uh, for those listening, can you summarize the story of Jezebel for us?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, we find the story of Jezebel uh, throughout First Kings and actually, Uh, the end of her life in second Kings. But uh, I believe it's first Kings chapter 16 is where we find that she marries King Ahab. And uh, we read uh, about uh, a little bit about her. We know that she was a Phoenician princess. um, And I've I've read different things where it talks about Jezebel's father was politically connected with King Ahab. So that's where a lot of people Mm -hmm. believe the marriage between them two came from, but because of this marriage, Jezebel had this influence that led to just the promotion of false gods among the people of Israel. And we're familiar with uh, how Jezebel persuaded her husband to promote the worship of Baal and Asherah. And, and so it's, it's during you know, Ahab's reign and him being married to Jezebel, the people of Israel, they were divided. Do we worship the one true God? Do we worship Baal? And so during this time, Jezebel, she begins to order the death of the prophets of God. And so we also read about Obadiah being a governor, and, and during this time, and and um, he was hiding some of the prophets in caves, and and so the story goes on um, about the confrontation between Elijah and Ahab, and uh, you know, for for most of us, we're familiar about. Um, the, uh, prophets all coming to Mount Carmel and, and Elisha or Elijah, excuse me, uh, lets them know that he's the only remaining prophet. So when we get to first Kings 18, we've got Elijah and then 450 prophets of Baal that were all, um, who Jezebel had brought into the Mm -hmm. kingdom. And so we find that, you know, they build these altars and, and, and we know the story somewhat Elijah, he, he puts uh, the 12 stones around his altar and he digs the trench and he has it poured with water. And the, you know, the prophets of Baal call upon their God and nothing happens. And then Elijah calls upon the Lord and he just says, let it be known that you are the God of Israel. And, you know, uh, to answer so that these people will know and turn their hearts back to you again. And so we, we know that, you know, the fire came down and because of this, Jezebel had a very angry spirit about her Mm. and she, I mean, it was all about vengeance. And so she, you know, she even threatened the life of Elijah. She, you know, she was going to make sure that he was killed. Um, and she promises to kill him. And so then we also know the story where, um, Ahab, uh, he wants Naboth's vineyard and Naboth says no. And so Jezebel, uh, accuses, uh, has this man, this innocent man accused of, of treason and, 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 and has him stoned to death and plots to have him stoned so that Ahab can take possession of his vineyard. So there's a lot of things going on in Jezebel's story. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so what ends up happening is Elijah comes out of the wilderness and he meets Ahab at this vineyard and he confronts him about Jezebel's conspiracy. And we know Ahab, you know, wrapped in seven sackcloth, he was, you know, uh, um, sorrowful for his sins, but, but Ahab, or excuse me, um, Jezebel wasn't. And so Elijah prophesied to Ahab that his successors would die and Jezebel would die and, you know, that the dogs would eat of her uh, by the wall of Jezreel. So when we get into 2 Kings, as her story finishes out, um, we know that Elijah has been carried away and Elisha picks up the mantle and he um, anoints the leader Jehu to be king of Israel. And his plan was to eliminate all of Ahab's descendants. So when he gets to Jezreel to find King or Queen Jezebel, after killing Joram, which was Ahab's son, Jezebel's son, um, you know she she adorns herself. She puts all this stuff on and does her hair and her makeup. And and a lot of people go back and forth about Jezebel's actions there, but I, I think that it was to reflect um, a lot of what was within her, her pride, a haughty spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. she wanted to reflect her majesty, but we read in second Kings chapter nine, that it caught up with her and, and, um, she was thrown out the window and trampled by horses and, uh, and eaten by the dogs. And so Jezebel's, her pride and selfishness and greed, they ultimately led to her demise and her death. I mean, her spirit to enact vengeance, um, on the prophets of God and, and, you know, to, to constantly be in conflict, they led to her death as well. So, you know, she, she basically stamped her name in history as a representation of anything that was revengeful and cruel and malicious. Um, And I I even read uh, one particular article that said she was considered the first instigator of persecution against the saints of God. Just basically guided by no principle. I mean, Jezebel had no fear of man or God. She was just passionate about heathen worship to false gods. And so because of her conduct, um, it was disastrous to Israel and Judah. And God took the matters into his own hands and, and took her life for it. So, you know, and, and we find too you can scroll down to revelation and we find Jezebel in revelation as well, where she shows up in chapter two as a type of false spirituality in the end times. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, we get a lot from her story.
0: Yeah. There's definitely just so many different layers to her and to the events around her, because like you said, there's an instigating like spirit about her, um, she has this passion that really comes from within her own self. And that is very scary when it's not governed by God. I think God gives us passion for a purpose. And when we have passion without a purpose, at least a godly purpose, it's dangerous. And that's what we see with Jezebel. And I think it's an example for us. And so for those of us who are navigating this world, whether we're raising kids, whether we're going to college. um, It doesn't really matter what we're doing. We still need to all be on guard as women of God, as ladies of God, girls of God. Uh, We have to be on guard and make sure that this spirit is not influencing us uh, the way that it is still, you know, prominent in the world right now.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's important that we, we really study the word. I Mm -hmm. mean, when 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 we talk about protecting ourselves from the spirit of Jezebel, we really need to dig into the Word. It's about covering mm-hmm. ourselves with what who God says we are, who God says we should be, yes. um, and those instructions are in the Word. When we when we commit to reading the Word daily, and I mean it, it's it's our you know it's our protection, and not just that, but to cover ourselves in prayer. And to find the right people to surround ourselves with, mentors, godly people that can instill in us a, a um, oh, I don't know the word I'm looking for at this time, but just an awareness, I guess, if I could say it that way, sure. of yeah. this spirit and how to protect ourselves from it and what we need to do. Because we can, we can um, get to a point where we don't realize that that spirit is either around us or in us.
0: Yeah, very true. And the word is, you know, quick and powerful, you know, any two-edged sword. And we have to remember that that is exactly what the word is. It is meant to be a tool in the hands of God to dissect all the things that need to, um, you know, fall away from us, including this spirit. And, um, you know, I, I really was thinking, you know, why do we need to know about her? And I think we kind of answered that just now, you know, for awareness, because it, it's easy to think about the the negative things, of course, um, you know, in the Bible and about people and think, oh, we don't really have to worry too much about that because I probably won't have to deal with that or probably not as important as like all these good blessings and all these good promises. Right. But right. I do think that learning more about her, learning the word you know, someone who is just so disgraceful, especially as a woman, and just is using all of the things that God has given women, uh, tools that God has given women for good, she uses it for evil. Uh, There's a reason why God left her in the Bible. There's a reason why that story is still there. And I do agree, awareness is definitely a a good word to be discerning, to not fall victim to just, I guess I would want to say, our own false identity where we feel like maybe we are above her. And then we don't realize we actually end up acting like her.
1: Right. Well, I think it's important that we study Jezebel and know her story um, as an example of what not to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, every mother's day or around then we learn what qualities we should possess, especially as apostolic ladies from Proverbs 31. We know that we know that passage of scripture very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We read about the words of King Lemuel, who we know was King Solomon. And he in Proverbs 31, he's receiving instructions on what qualities to look for in a wife. And we know if you're familiar with scripture, that these instructions are coming from his mother. Well, who was Solomon's mother? Bathsheba. And we're familiar Mm -hmm. with her story in King David but yet here she is in spite of all of her indiscretions and all that she went through here she is telling Solomon the qualities that he should look for in a wife or the qualities that a lady should possess I mean and we know them to be she's cautious and her husband trusts her and she'll do good to him and not evil and when she opens her mouth it's with wisdom and in her tongue is kindness, I'm trying to remember everything. Uh, she takes care of her household, uh, strength and honor her, her clothing. If we go through Proverbs 31, everything that the Proverbs 31 lady is, Jezebel is the opposite complete opposite. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that we know Jezebel's story, just as, as important it is, as we know about the Proverbs 31 lady, so that we have instructions on, okay, I probably shouldn't act like this. Or if I feel this is going on then i need to expose it and i need to deal with it and so that's why i feel like it's important we know just as much about jezebel as we would any other god-fearing lady in the bible as instruction on not what to do or how not to handle things or how not to act and she's a prime example of of, you know exactly how we should not be acting especially as christians as as god-fearing women
0: absolutely I agree for sure. And we see a lot of those male figures in the Bible. You know, we see a lot of the just the people who have done horrible things, you know, when, um, you know, Paul was Saul and how he was just persecuting Christians. You know, that was left there as an example, you know, obviously for all of us. But we see a lot of male figures and uh, some kings who were very horrible and who did not honor God. Uh, But we have to realize that God really does have a special place for women in ministry, uh, for women in the world, for women in homes, whether we're mothers or aunts, it doesn't matter. We have such a big part of life and um, God doesn't want us to be ignorant. He doesn't want us to just, you know, follow blindly uh, his ways, but he wants us to know. He wants us to have wisdom and I really do appreciate you bringing up the Proverbs 31 woman because that is a really big contrast between who Jezebel was and what we've been taught about Proverbs 31 woman.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: So when we say, cuz we've said this often and I've heard it I've heard it said many times but you know when we say someone has a Jezebel spirit, And I put quotations, Jezebel spirit, because we've used that quite a bit in the church or is influential like Jezebel. What do we really mean when we say that?
1: You know, one of the things that I realized as I was reading scripture is that the Jezebel spirit, while we know her story from scripture, scripture never talks about a Jezebel spirit. It never uses those words exactly. But as I begin to read about the Jezebel spirit per se, uh, you can see it throughout her story. Uh, Anger, jealousy, arrogance, grief, destruction, conflict. Basically, this spirit destroys anything in its path or tries to. Um, And Unfortunately, there are many Christians who can be completely unaware of, of the most dangerous form of spiritual destruction. And, Mm -hmm. and that really is dealing with someone who has a Jezebel spirit. Um, we can be completely unaware of it sometimes. And because of that, it destroys churches. It destroys marriages, families, friendships. There are so many things that come into play when we are dealing with the Jezebel spirit. And as I mentioned earlier, it's a spirit that has to be exposed and dealt with. You cannot live with or around or be in um, friendships or in any kind of relationship where that Jezebel spirit is because it, is, it has to be dealt with. You have to bring it to the surface and, and whether it's praying over it, fasting over it, however it is, most importantly, praying and fasting over it. But mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is a spirit that has to be rebuked. And um, we just get to a point, I think sometimes where we're just completely unaware of it, or when we finally notice it, it has gone on for so long that we get to a point where I think sometimes we're just like, how do I deal with this? How do I handle this? Because I've let it go on for so long because I was completely unaware of it. It just kind of creeps into the church little by little by little until it just tries to devour everything within its path. And so um, when we talk about a Jezebel spirit, those are just some of the things I feel. I know that that we could probably list a million things that could be a Jezebel spirit, but. If we're talking about scripture in terms of some of the characteristics she had and some of the, the um, actions that she displayed, um, you know, major anger, she had some anger issues. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, you know, she caused a lot of conflict for the children of Israel and, and and for Mm -hmm. the kingdom at that time, just a lot of division.
0: Right. Yeah. I agree. There's definitely probably a, long, long, long list of things that we could say could be a Jezebel spirit. But if we're talking about scripture, it's definitely someone who you cannot confront them lightly, because they're so strong that they overpower everybody's opinions or everybody's, um, you know, agendas or, or whatever they need to do, because they want to be the, uh, the top dog, if you want to say they want to be the alpha. I think there's something to be said about powerful women or strong women that is not something that god you know wants to rebuke it's not your strength or 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 that power because if it comes from god then it can be used the proper way but it's when we have that strength and power that we're getting from our own selves because we think we are better or we think we need we deserve certain things it's that um Entitlement. (laughs) Yes, that's the word. The entitlement. This something that my husband and I talk about very often. um, It's just this entitlement spirit. We can't, we can't have that attitude. And I think it is very easy for us to get into the motions of church or the motions of being, you know, apostolic or a Christian in general. And um, you know, that is why we do need to read the word for ourselves and we can't rely on our parents' Bible studies. We can't rely on our, you know, on our parents' prayers for us, or we can't rely on just the lessons that we get at Sunday school or youth group. Those are great things, but we have to really make it a point to read the word for ourselves so that we can know what God wants us to know and we can be equipped so that we can be better just people in general And we can be effective in his kingdom and actually be fruitful in the right way. And, um, you know, I really want to know how can young women, especially those living right now, um, who are really trying to live right? There are a lot of young people who are trying to live right. And I applaud you out there if you are. Um, We don't hear a lot about them. (laughs) I think it's easy to pick on the youth who are struggling sometimes. But there are a lot of young people who love God who do not want to dishonor him or, um, you know, stain their, their their name or stain his name. And, and I appreciate that. And so I want to know, how can these young people who are really trying to live right and follow God, especially young women, how can they protect themselves against having this spirit or this influence like Jezebel?
1: Well, if I could say this, and, and I'm just going to speak from the steps I've taken and the things that I do. And first would be to do daily devotion every morning. I heard sister Mm -hmm. Vesta Mangan say one year, um, and I believe it was, I think it was because of the times I can't remember, but she said, if you do not start your day with prayer, you've already given that day to the devil. And so it just really stayed with me and I've always done devotion Um, during the day, but I I never really thought it mattered at what time of the day, as long as I did it. And when she, I'll never forget when she said that it instantly, I just, I began to think about how I started my day and realized that I didn't, I wasn't starting it in the mornings with prayer. I was going about my day. And then when I would get home at night, I would do devotion and it, it, it needed to change. I needed to make a change. And so I begin to change my prayer life and devotion. And so every morning, now it doesn't mean it has to be at 6am, right? Just when you get up, it doesn't have to be two hours, uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long, you know, just find time in the morning when you get up, if you can, um, to, to really read the word and have a time of prayer and start your day with that prayer so that when you go throughout your day you are covered for the day you are covered in prayer before you walk out your front door and so i i make sure every morning whenever i get up that is the first thing i do is i do prayer and devotion and i read the word and a lot of times if i could say this jc There have been many times I've done prayer and devotion and whatever it was that I was reading that day in scripture or in morning devotion, I needed it for that day without even knowing it because I didn't know what was coming, but God did. And so if I can encourage a lot of the young ladies out there to read the word, do morning devotion and prayer, find someone to connect to, whether it's a a pastor's wife a youth pastor's wife, a best friend, someone who you know is their walk with the Lord is strong Mm. and they are committed and they're trustworthy and find someone to connect to that you can talk to that, that can mentor you or even just be one of those people that will listen to you so that if you feel something isn't right, or you feel any of these spirits that we've, this Jezebel spirit, any of these um, you know, characteristics we've been talking about, anger and jealousy and conflict, you feel any of this, then you can find that person and talk to them about it and really just get counsel and, and ask for their advice. That's why it's important that we find someone that's trustworthy. Um, and those are just a few of the things I've done and just to make sure, and listen, just because I've done that does not mean I have not been through some crazy times. I'll put it that way spiritually, because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Bible, the Bible is very clear that we are going to face not, not if, but when we face some troubled times, We are going to face times where we feel like we're not going to make it through, or we feel like, you know, we're struggling and whether it's with someone who's dealing with the Jezebel spirit, or maybe we have a Jezebel spirit that we have not been made aware of. That's Mm -hmm. another reason to have a mentor or someone in your life that speaks into your life, because if they see something in you that you don't see in yourself, you need to be able to receive that. So that you can say, okay, one of the hardest things for this generation to do is look in the mirror and say, okay, these are things I need to work on and I need to take accountability. That's just this generation struggles with accountability. It's so much easier for us to blame someone else for our shortcomings or for the things that we're going through. And so, um, you know, I just, I just feel like in this day and age, and especially in this generation, we just need to find people we can trust and rely on and really, really dig into the word and, and, and hide it in our hearts. And, 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 you know, just cling to it and really pray. And I think those things will help. And I know there's so many other things we can do. And I'm sure there are things that you do that might be different than me. But there, there's just so many things we could do. But I think those things there really do help us along the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. I think the one thing that I was thinking of when you were talking um, I'm over here nodding my head. So like, (laughs) so eagerly, because I really, you know, just right there with you with everything. You know, there's a lot of things that God has to, has to bring you through whether you were brought up in church or whether you weren't. And uh, like I said before, I wasn't. And so there was a lot of things in my past that I had to deal with. And this, uh, without actually, obviously, label, labeling it a Jezebel spirit. Um, a lot of these things that we had laid out just now, the anger, the manipulation, um, the pride, a lot of it is a uh, perverted um, just sense of um, the world. Uh, that had to, I had to empty myself of those things. And I think, um, you know, as we walk this life with God, It's all about refinement and it really is a journey. And so we're never going to be a hundred percent, but that's not an excuse. That's just a hope that when we get to heaven, we will be a hundred percent. I always say right now is training right now is refinement. It's, it's, it's teaching. We are supposed to be the student. He is our teacher. You know, he's our master. Uh, We're the clay. He's the potter. And, uh, you know, I think we need to go back to the basics on that that thinking, it's so easy for us to say, Oh, he's my, you know, even, even, and I don't want to go too far into this, but you know, even some of our worship songs are, are all about, you know, a very romantic relationship, um, with the Lord. And yes, he does love us, but he's also Lord, you know, he's also our creator. We are the creation. And so we have to have that reverence, that respect for him in a different way, not just a father who loves us, but he is my God.
1: He's right. higher
0: than a father, you right. know, and I think we have to get back to that. And, um, you know, I, th- I do feel like we are just so easily distracted uh, lately, just in this culture that we live in. We're, we're also just very busy and a lot of it is not our fault. Uh, things just happen to us. But I really wanted to know, do you think we're just easily distracted that we just don't have the awareness of spiritual
1: battles? Oh, definitely. I, I I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, we are living in a society where, and, and I think, and I say this cautiously, but I think that this pandemic has brought about some things that needed to be uh, exposed, and that is yes. learning to manage our time better. Even in the church, we can get so busy working that I think sometimes we forget exactly what we're doing it for. We just... I think sometimes it's superficial busyness or can be. There are some things we could let go of and we don't, or some things that we could cut back on and we don't. We tend to, or, and I say we as in, you know, the implied we, but we, we get to a point where we are so busy, so busy, that it's just monotony. It's just the same thing day in and day out. And I think that this pandemic has brought a time of rest and reflection and and that is help i know it's helped me i'll put it that way because i was one of those people that i was running around and just didn't know whether i was coming or going mm-hmm. and so these last 8 months have really slowed me down to a point where and i think too sometimes we get so busy that we miss the voice of god yeah we really do we yeah. are we've got so much noise from hollywood from I don't even like politics, but politics, you know, um, so many things going on in the world right now. And we're just and the news and all of this stuff is just coming in and we're trying to process all of this. And I think we can get to a point that we are so caught up in all of it that we just can't see beyond. And and that's another reason why I keep talking about getting into the word so that our eyes can be opened to what's going on around us. And we don't become spiritually blinded because we're, you know, it's easy for the enemy to come in and distract the church sometimes when he's throwing politics in the mix and then Hollywood in the mix and, and, you know, all of this stuff is just going on. And, and, um, you know, my pastor preached not too long ago about the signs of the times and to remind us that we need to be watching and be sensitive to what's going on in the world around us because we are living in the last days. And Mm -hmm. if there is anything the devil wants to do to the church, it's distract us from what's most important. And that is preparing for the coming of the Lord and, and getting, getting the prodigals back and, and, um, you know, just all of these things. And so I think sometimes, yes, we become unaware of spiritual battles that sometimes even go on in our own homes. Um, I I can't elaborate too much, but in August, my own family was turned upside down and we have been in a spiritual warfare and it has been... We hear of some of these things going on, or I have over the years with other people, and I think, oh, thank God that's never happened to my family, or that that's never been in my family, and then bam, you know, our whole lives are turned upside down, and we have fought and fought and fought spiritually, and I think it's, the enemy is attacking ministry like never before, and not just ministry, but he's attacking our young people, he's attacking our youth pastors, he's attacking our pastors and pastors' wives. I mean, he is just, it's the last days and he's trying to get everybody he can. And so, um, you know, I just really feel that we need to completely find a way to set aside the distractions and focus on the things of God and focus on the things that we need to be looking for so that we don't miss the coming of the Lord.
0: Yes, absolutely. I agree. Amen. I think it's just so important for us to remember why we're even here. What's the point? What is our main purpose? Going back to that purpose, you know, we have this, you know, this thing inside of us, this passion, this drive to go here and to go there. Um, but what is it for? And a lot of things in this life we have no control over. We have to work, you know, we have to feed ourselves. We have to feed our children. We have things we have to do. Um, but we have to boil down, like you said, uh, using our time wisely, and what are we what are we doing with the time that we have? And you know, it's not saying that it might get easy once we maybe put in a better system for our daily lives, but God's peace will be with us, and we will know that we actually are in His favor. And I think we have to just have that desire to, to have God's favor to, you know, like I was saying before, you know, ha- when we have that reverence of God, our creator and how his mercy is just so good. And we remember who he is. And when we research and we study the Bible, and we look at who Jesus really is. It will reveal who we really are. And then we are able to then look at the world and see who we are not. And we have to realize that we are supposed to be living, you know, here, but we're not supposed to be of this world. And it is easy to get distracted with media. It's little things that we don't realize take up our day, take up our time. Uh, What are we giving our attention to? All of those things do matter. And, uh, you know, we're not trying to be negative Nancy's over here, but we're trying to be just realists. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to live in our own, like Pentecostal bubble and think we're fine. And we have our ticket to heaven and our seat is already saved. You know, he has a reserve sticker on our seat. We're fine, but we have to be careful about that because the Bible talks about, you know, not everybody gets in, not everybody's going to make it. And we all want to make it and we want to see each other succeed. We don't want to see each other, you know, we don't want to see those who we love or those in the church fall. And like you were talking about the prodigals, you know, uh, I really have felt this recently that there are going to be a lot of prodigals who are going to come back. Um, It's, it's prophecy that the, that a lot of people who left are going to come back. And, you know, I just think all of it is in preparation for just a bigger thing, a bigger purpose outside of ourselves. And so honestly, it's really just looking at things in a different way and and just looking at the bigger picture for everything. And, And it really, it reminds me of going back to the word and looking at women who are just amazing role models for us. Obviously, Jezebel is not. She's the example of what not to be. And the Proverbs 31 woman is just an example of someone who we can uh, hopefully emulate. Um, And I'm also thinking about, you know, Mary and what she went through. And uh, she could have easily been distracted uh, from her purpose, but she had a God who was taking care of her and protecting her during that time. And I wanted to know if you uh, had another woman in mind from the Bible that we should look to as a role model.
1: Oh, man, there are so many. I love to study the women of the Bible. Um, but, you know, there there's just a few off the top of my head would be Ruth. I love the book of Ruth yes. um, and Esther. I love, that. I love the story of Esther. Um, probably one of my favorite scriptures is, uh, you know, where it talks about we were created for such a time as this. Um, I feel like if there was ever a scripture that applied to our lives, it would be right now in this yes. generation. Um, and I, I love the story, um, especially, and, and maybe not so much, um, uh, you know, just, I guess maybe the story in general is the, the story of Mary and Martha, where, you know, Jesus comes in and Martha. Is the busy one, and and Mary's kneeling at his feet. I love all that comes from that story because, uh, as we were talking earlier about distractions, it's such a good story in the Bible uh, to know that that God never said Martha was wrong in that in that passage of scripture, but He did say that Mary was where she should have been, which was at his feet. And so we're going to have some busy Marthas and then we're going to have some uh, Marys and, and because we're all different types of personalities and we're all different types of, of people, uh, of, of, of women, you know, especially cause we, we like to take care of our households. We like to keep busy. Um, and so I, you know, I, I love the story of Hannah and you know, there just, there are just so many different, different, um, you know, women in the Bible. I I love Jochebed. You know, we know that that was, um, I I just, I I love her story. Uh, Most people don't even know that Jochebed was Moses' mother. Um, They don't know her by name. And so Mm -hmm. there's just so many different things uh, or different women in the Bible that I I love to read about uh, because of their faith and because of what they contributed. Jesus loved He, he, he was one of the only ones in the Bible who actually paid attention to women. (laughs) Uh, You know, he, he, he enjoyed, you know, being around and ministering to women. Um, And there's so many different scriptures of that as well. So, um, you know, there's just so many that I could talk about, but I would say, you know, between Esther and the book of Ruth, I just... I think all of them have so much to contribute. And there was a reason that God left them in scripture. He wanted us to learn from them. He wanted us to know that, you know, especially as as women in ministry, whatever your ministry is, it doesn't necessarily have to be a pulpit ministry. Your ministry could be cleaning the church. Your ministry could be doing a podcast. Your ministry could be doing Facebook live interviews, whatever it is. You can use social media to encourage. That's That's what I love about the body of Christ is, we can use social media to encourage one another. They didn't have that in Bible days like we do now and still won their world. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think there's a lot to look at. You know, you were talking about earlier about the prodigals um, coming back and A friend of mine, uh, she serves as our Illinois district ladies president here in Illinois. Um, She was talking uh, to me a while back and told me that she had been doing morning devotion in her house one day. And she was singing that song. um, There's an army rising up. And the Lord stopped her in the middle of devotion and said, do you know who the army is? And she said, she just said, well, it's the church. It's us, you know, we're the army that's going to rise up. And the Lord specifically spoke to her and said, no, it's the prodigals. Because the prodigals are going to come back and you're not going to have to teach them or train them. They're going to, they're going to take their place in line in the army of God. And they're going to rise up. And I just thought that was such a powerful statement. The church, her and her husband, pastor a church and and I guess a couple years ago, they started a, they have a jar on their, on their platform full of prodigal names and every service wow. they pray for those prodigals. And I have watched, um, over the last couple years and testimonies from people in their church of these prodigals coming back into their church. Some of them go, you know, are now in other churches, but they, they have seen, an increase in prodigals coming back because of that. And uh, I think, you know, if ever we're going to, you know, if we're going to be praying, and yes, I believe this is in time revival, we're not waiting on it, it's already here. And so um, that's why I'm very adamant about the spirit of Jezebel and making sure that, you know, we know that we need to expose it. And we need to, um, you know, do our best to pray and to cover ourselves so that we don't inhabit those spirits in our own selves. But, you know, we've got prodigals out there who want to come back. And so we need to just make sure that, you know, that we are prayed up and fasted up and, you know, just doing our best to make sure that, you know, if this Jezebel spirit comes at any point, whether it's around us or in us, that, that we know how to deal with it.
0: Yes, absolutely. I do agree just with everything you said. And that's so encouraging. Yes, revival is already here, even in the middle of a pandemic, even in the middle of 2020. I mean, I have seen so many reports of that as well. And, you know, we don't want to be a stumbling block to anyone. We don't want to be the reason why people don't come back. That's just the bottom line. I mean, that is just something we were we are going to have to answer for that.
1: Right. The Lord, the
0: Lord will um, judge us um, if we don't take the proper precautions the the way that He wants us to. Um, you know, if we are giving into that spirit uh, willingly, um, then obviously uh, we are not in the will of God. Um, if we are giving into that spirit because of ignorance there's grace for that. uh, But we have to be aware and we have to be the one, like you said, to just take accountability. And, you know, we have to find those people who can be our accountability partners. Because when the prodigals come back, or when the revival happens locally, where we are, we don't want to be the reason why people don't come.
1: I believe that. Amen. Yeah.
0: Well, Leslie, I really wanted to give you some time uh, before we end. I want to really just give you the floor to share with us anything that the Lord has placed in your heart that we haven't talked about yet about this subject. Uh, What has God really taught you through this Bible study?
1: Truthfully, I keep going back to the word awareness, JC, honestly, um, to make myself aware and to make myself more uh, available, readily available to, um, just to help people who need, uh, you know, a a helping hand, or they need someone to listen, or they need someone to just, you know, encourage them. That has been, this year has been, uh, for me, um, such a learning, a time of learning, if I could put it that way, Mm -hmm. um, about myself. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to, we tend to say, uh, this generation does, well, I, I need to take some time to figure out who I am. Well, I know who I am. He tells me who I am. So I don't want to use it in that aspect. When I say I've learned so much about myself, I've learned about the things I need to improve on. I've learned, I've learned to look in the mirror and say, okay, Lord, what do I need to change? One of the things I've learned is when you tell the Lord, change me, he's going to change you. So don't get yeah. mad at the process when he starts it. <laughs> um, right. Because when we say, Lord, here I am, use me, change me, help me to, to improve, put me on the potter's wheel, whatever you need to do. We need to we need to be OK with when he sends someone into our life that says, hey, you need to work on this or you need to do this or you need to do that. And I don't allow a lot of people to speak into my life. There are very few, but the ones who do, I know have a relationship with God. And when God speaks Mm -hmm. to them about me, I want to be there to listen and to apply it to my life. And so if I could just encourage everyone out there that is listening, you know, if there is anything in our lives that we need to rid ourselves of, then we need to ask the Lord to help us with that. And to, because we can't do it on our own, we're going to have to have the Lord's help. And so uh, you know, to be in prayer about that because we have the world is watching the church mm-hmm. right now. He they are watching the church, they're watching our reaction. Mm-hmm. They're watching how we're, what we're saying, what we're doing, especially on social media. Um, They are just watching us right now to see how we are reacting. And we we need to, and I have prayed, Lord, you know, give me a good attitude, give me a right spirit, you know, whatever it is that it takes so that I can take someone to heaven with me. I do not, JC, I don't want to be a stumbling block to anyone. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to be someone that, people can say there's something different about her or I can trust her or yes. I can, you know, I can depend on her, whatever, whatever it is. I, I, I want to be that person. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean, I honestly mean that very humbly. I just want to be someone that people, especially our prodigals that need us. I want them to say, Hey, you know, I remember that, or I want to come back to that. I want God to draw them back yes. and if he can use me as a vessel. However he wants to use me. I want to be ready to be used by him. And, um, so that you know, if I could just say that as a word of encouragement, you know, I I know that times are hard right now. We're we're some of us are struggling and we're going through things that we just think that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But I promise, God has a plan, and He is. It does not matter what's going on in the world around us right now. It's in chaos, but God is still on the throne.
0: Yes, Amen. That was so good, and I, I echo what you say about being careful who you speak into your life. I also am the same way. There are people who might be genuine. Um, but like my pastor always says, genuine doesn't always mean truth. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that I've caught myself saying too is, uh, not everybody that speaks into your life is called to speak into your life. And so, um, we have to be careful and that includes voices on social media. That includes the media that we consume. And so, um, yeah, we have to make sure that those voices or, or those influences aren't, aren't changing who God wants us to be uh, to the prodigals that are coming, to the people who are coming, to the souls that need to be saved. We are the examples um, to the world of who God is. And, uh, you know, we need to be more like him. We are made in his image and we need to be more like Jesus. And hopefully, you know, the more we, uh, become, uh, who God wants us to be, um, the more fruitful, you know, the church will be and together we can be united just, uh, just to be that force, um. For that for the preparation of, of his coming. And so I'm just so thankful for your heart. Uh, this was just so encouraging. And this was very insightful. And I hope those listening will understand what we were trying to discuss here. And I hope that you will walk away with more knowledge and just uh, awareness of Jezebel and just the spirit that is out there right now. And so uh, Leslie just Thank you so much for being on the podcast, for sharing your heart with us in this really uh, important study. I wanted to know if you can just share with those listening where they can get in touch with you and get in touch with the church that you attend.
1: Uh, Sure. So I'm on Facebook. They can just pull me up, uh, Leslie Fitzpatrick. Or they can follow me on Instagram. I believe my Instagram, I hardly ever look at that, but I think it's uh, at Leslie in Fitz uh, um, and they can follow me on there. Um, That's pretty much where I'm at most of the time. Uh, I do a lot more on Instagram than Facebook, but they can uh, find me on Facebook as well.
0: I'll put those links in the show details so you guys can click on them. Yes, she shares some really insightful things and she just has some awesome behind the scenes of her life and it's just so encouraging and I urge you to just give her a follow. And thank you, Leslie, for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, JC. I had a great time. It was my pleasure.
0: Were you inspired by this episode? I hope so. If you were, please take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it on Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Live. That's H E L L O A W E S O M E L I V E. It really encourages me to see that you were blessed. Also, do you want a free digital devotional? Leave a five star review in iTunes and DM me a screenshot of the review with your email address. You'll be gifted a digital devotional of your choice as a thank you. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesome.live. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E dot L-I-V-E. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.